0: This is an MPB Think Radio podcast.
1: Join us each week for Everyday Tech on MPB Think Radio. We have an IT expert, a computer repair ace, and we troubleshoot your problems on the phones as well. Everyday Tech, Wednesdays at 10 on MPB Think Radio. Download the podcast now or listen on YouTube on the MPB Think Radio channel. Good
2: morning, good morning. Ain't it a great morning outside? Ooh, I mean, it's nice out there. It's a little bit cold for a lot of folks this past week, but you know, we're about to have that little time when we got a respite. We can do some stuff and get some stuff done, get ready to plant and to garden. I'm a horticulturist, fell to rushing. Um host of the gestalt gardener here on mississippi public broadcasting and my awesome producer today jay white i'm broadcasting live from a master gardener conference up in columbus mississippi got master gardeners from all over up here i got to get out whoop it up with them so the next hour so i'm gonna talk to y'all and then try to learn how to get nice jay how are you this morning
1: i cannot complain at all i get to hang out with uh felder for an hour this morning so that's that's fun Yeah, I can't be right. Java though. That's for a lot of people. This okay. is started their Friday off the wrong way, man. They don't want no Jay. They want some DJ Java up in here. That's
2: okay. That's okay. They <laughs> know you know you know the right buttons to push, don't
1: you? Well, most of them anyway.
2: And you produce which which programs do you produce in the week?
1: Uh, so I uh, I host Everyday Tech on Wednesday mornings, and uh, oh, yeah, I, yeah, host. There you go. And I what I do produce and engineer a bunch of the Southern Remedy programs. Um, the, the one hosted by uh, Dr. Buttress on Tuesday, uh, Dr. McLeod on Thursday, and the ladies coming up later on this afternoon or this morning, I right. say.
2: Well, for the next hour or so, we can just talk about gardening, I hope. And, uh, and by the way, it's been, been real interesting week, Jay. I've been on the road a lot. I mean, I've driven literally 4,178 miles in the past two weeks, 4,000 miles in two weeks.
1: That's a lot. That's, from here, well, to, that's know, from here to there and back. Uh, twice. Right.
2: Twice, yeah. I had to come <laughs> back and get some more books and go back out. Oh, no. But uh, and I, I do want to give a shout out, if that's okay. to, to uh, well, Before I get to that, I don't know if Java was generous enough to share with you, Jay, but last week a guy named Francis Ransom from Natchez stopped by and left some homemade native wild plum jelly. Did Java shared any of that with you.
1: He did not. I'm I'm kind of not surprised by that. No, no, no. I'm just joking. That
2: man. Well, Francis, I want to tell you uh, I normally don't eat a lot of jelly because it's just a lot of sugar, but I more than half of the pint that you gave, and I appreciate it. Goodness. And, uh, unfortunately, Jay, as you know, you can't just eat jet- – well, you could eat it with a spoon, but it's got to go on biscuits and stuff like that. So, <laughs> anyway. Um, anyway, I do appreciate that. I want to give a shout-out also. I forgot last week to give a shout-out to a women's group on a little island off the coast of southern Alabama called Dolphin Island. It's a cool little community, and you got to be going there because it's on the way – to nowhere unless you're headed out to the ocean but dolphin island uh coolest little community and uh the folks there the, the women's group but also uh some of the men got dragged along so we had so much fun and then just a, a few nights later i, I got a I gave a talk at the Kajesco library and yesterday i was in the oxford mississippi at the oxford garden club and so it's just been it's just been crazy been crazy i got a couple of events coming up i want to announce uh uh, including a couple of plant swaps coming up this coming week. But I also want to give one more shout-out. When I was coming back from Oxford, uh, I had a little time, so I took back roads, and I swung through a little community called Water Valley. Jay, have you ever been to Water Valley? I have, yes, sir. It's a cool little place. It's a, it's a town that sort of, you know, it's like I was raised in, except it's made a comeback, and now it, it is the way it used to be. It's vibrant. And um, I was looking for a place to eat, and there was a car in front of me with an MTB tag. And I'm thinking, you know, who, you know, they probably, you know, they, they listen to the tech stuff, they do the medical stuff. They don't know me from, from <laughs> Jack Spratt. But anyway, they pulled over to go into the post office, and I pulled in the phone number to get out and say, hey, I appreciate you supporting MTB. Because, you know, that's 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 what you do. Yes, sir. And uh turned out to be. Uh, 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 a couple named Mark and Linda, who I have actually stayed at. They have a little hotel uh, up in the Ozarks, right on the Calico-, Calico Rock, right above the, the White River. And, and, and we reckon I ended up having lunch together. But uh, I want to give a shout-out to uh, Mark and Linda and uh, some other folks who joined us, and also to the old-fashioned grocery store called BTC, right on the corner. This uh, little place where they took an old grocery store and still sell groceries, but they also uh, uh, cook cook real food food like we were raised with, Jay.
1: All right. That sounds good, man. Man, there are so many folks, man. You you stop at little stores, mom-and-pop stores in in little bitty towns. That's some of the best food you can eat anywhere.
2: And and not only that, but, but they listen to MTV. I mean, when I was ordering my food, the lady said, you're the gestalt garden, aren't you? I recognize your voice. You know, never saw me before, but recognized my voice from listening to MPB. So I'm just real impressed with, with, how, the the kind of folks, the breadth and the width of the type of folks who listen to and support MPB. I just want to give a shout out to all those folks. Thank y'all so much. So anyway, you gonna let me know if we get any any uh, phone calls or anything or what? How are we gonna handle this?
1: Yes, sir. I, I've, I've sent you a text. We have a caller on the line already. I,
2: I got it. Walt in Clarksdale, right?
1: Yes, sir. Yay, it works.
2: Hey, Walt, how are you? What's going on up in the Delta?
0: And I'm just fine. I've got a question about two perennials that I grew for the first time this summer. I'm not sure what to do with them now, but winter is approaching. One was Joe Pye Weed, Little Joe, is yeah. a short version of it, and the other is an Agastache hybrid. Do I cut them yeah. down to the ground, or do I cut them six inches above the ground, or do I wait to spring? Well, you can both of those are good
2: perennials, and, uh, and the, the Joe Pye weed is native, not native to the Delta, but it's native to the South. And uh, you can either cut them down, or what, what a lot of people in botanic gardens do—they actually leave them up to give winter structure. And and I don't know if the Joe Pye weed see, seed, but a lot of a lot of these native wildflowers, the you know birds—I mean the bees and other pollinated butterflies like the flowers, but a lot of birds eat the little seeds. So if you got seeds, you know leave it up. You know, if you want to, it's just in other words, cutting it down, not going to help it one way or the other. It's just cosmetic things.
0: Do I, if I leave it up, do I cut it down in the spring?
2: You, you, you don't have to cut it down at all. It's going to come back from the ground. It's okay, just, it, it's just, just you know, just it, leave it up for good. Uh, yeah, just cut it down whenever you get tired of looking at it. The new growth comes up from 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 the ground.
0: Sounds good. It's it, great little plants. I heard you talking about the Joe Pye weed in the garden. It it,
3: it really is yeah, good. Yeah.
2: And the, the Agastache is one of the best butterfly plants you can put out there. So,
3: hey, let me ask you this: right.
2: Did you get any frost last week? This past week?
0: I don't, I'm not sure. We got down to 32, but I, I don't know. Yeah. It All my zinnias and stuff like that, it, it killed them. So I guess it did.
2: It's so strange because I drove up to Oxford and back yesterday, and I, and I just came up to, to Columbus, and you go through pockets where stuff got frosted, and some other place it looks fine.
0: So it yeah. you well, know I, just, just, I grew up in yeah, Clarksdale but I've lived in I've lived in Lickby the last forty years, so I've got to get used
4: to these Clarksdale
0: winters again. <laughs> <laughs> well, you grew up in Vicksburg? Clarksdale.
4: Clarksdale,
0: okay. Clarksdale, Clarksdale.
2: Yep. Well uh, I'm looking forward. To, I I think I'm gonna be giving a, a program next week during the uh blues fest. I'm not sure, but anyway, I appreciate your call, man.
0: Appreciate your show. Keep it up.
2: All righty. Uh, me and Jay White gonna just I'll uh, be here just yakking about gardening and stuff. I do want to uh, throw out a couple of things. Um, there's plant swaps, the, the annual fall plant swaps, two of the best, Uh been going on for a long time. One is at the library in Flora, Mississippi. Flora's about halfway between Yazoo City and Jackson on Highway 49. It's the oldest plant swap in the known universe. And, and, and I wrote the book, I've been to one in England. I've been to them all over the country, but the one at Florida has been going since the early 90s. And this can be this coming Thursday, October 27th. Starts at 9. Get there a little early if you can. Always some really cool plants and unusual plants brought in by unusual people. It's a good combination. But if you're not a joiner, you don't belong to the garden club or master gardeners, this is the kind of place you can come. It's safe because you'll be. Surrounded by other people who are just there because they have plants on to uh, share plants. So October 27th, this coming Thursday at 9 o'clock. And then Saturday, it's going to be the Mobile Plant Swap. It's at the Central Presbyterian Church uh, uh, in just Central Pres. Uh, get you there. And uh, it starts at, I think, 10 o'clock this coming Saturday morning. I'm going to try to make that one myself. So, anyway, click Plant Swap, folks down in Mobile this coming next Saturday and uh, next Thursday in Florida. So if you got some other events uh, like plant sales, like the one going on across the Arboretum today and tomorrow, native plant sales, give us a shout. We'd be glad to have help promote it.
1: Now, you asked about frost. I saw frost for the first time this morning. Now, I live in suburban Flowood, so that's a little bit different spot than up in Clarksdale, but I did see that frost for the first time this morning, and it took me by surprise well, yeah. even though it, I know it shouldn't have.
2: I guess it kind of out in open areas you get frost, but you know I, I live in Jackson, and uh, I mean nothing slowed that. I don't cover anything. This first frost we always get. If we live in town, there's a lot of radiated heat coming up from the ground and from the pavement, and you know we're protected the wind and all that. But um, a lot of people, I, I notice my my plant, my uh, bellwether plant is kudzu. When the kudzu is dead, you know they got a frost.
5: And it
1: <laughs>
2: passes a bit. Patches that did dead, you here and there, patches that look perfectly fine,
1: and that just adds to the character of the whole thing, right?
2: That's right. That's right. Um, folks, if you don't give us a call, me and Jay would be glad to talk about it. But uh, otherwise, I want to throw out a couple of things you can be doing right now. Uh, I'm giving a talk on winter gardening, uh, and there's so many plants and, and and features, garden features that can really shine in the winter. A lot of people wait till. Springtime, and they got their azaleas and their dog's and the wisterias, and you know, a few early wildflowers, and that's what they look forward to. And then they plant stuff for the summer and the fall. And when we get that frost, they get all depressed because there's nothing out there. I'm thinking, no, you can plan ahead and have a garden that is drop dead gorgeous with colors and shapes and textures, uh, and even wildlife in the middle of the winter if you just plan ahead. Uh, Right now, I've got. Of course, pansies and some snapdragons and violas, but I also have four pots, different size pots, all closer together, that I've got lettuces and colorful lettuce and red lettuce, green lettuce, uh, frilly lettuce, smooth lettuce. I've got a Swiss chard, which has orange or red or pink striped uh, leaves. I've got uh, kale. i got the bl- Tuscan blue kale, and then uh, you know, and these are in pots on my front porch. And not only does it look good, but, Jay, when I get tired of looking at it, I can eat it. (laughs) Oh, goodness. (laughs) And by the way, I had a hanging basket. Uh, We'll go to this this call and say, I had a hanging basket with lettuces. And uh, it was so cool, Jay, because it was like a ball of salad. And I hung it up. And first of all, the snails can't get on it. Second of all, the dog can't pee on it. (laughs) (laughs) And you give me a squirt bottle of vinaigrette, I don't even have to bend over to eat it. I know, right? (laughs) And so... Anyway, let's go to Kibby and talk with Nick. Okay, uh, Phil, I've got some uh, some hollies around
0: uh, around the side of the house, and yeah. uh, they are about thirty years old, and they are. Uh, I need to cut them back about a third of the total growth. And
2: right now, I would say they are somewhere about seven feet tall, and I need to cut about a third
0: of them back. And where they can uh, and get them back to the the, uh, the level of the bottom of the window. And my question yeah. is, uh,
2: if I cut them back, is that going to kill the holly? Is, uh, is that going to kill the plane? Oh no, no. Matter of fact, you could, you could when, when I studied horticulture at Mississippi State, I worked for the campus landscape. And they had me cutting down hollies that are around the base of Lee Hall, which is an old old building we're talking about hollies that were probably 70 or 80 years old and cut them down to stumps that were knee-high and bigger around than my thigh. And I'm thinking, they're killing these things. And they came back out and they looked better than ever. You can cut them as far back as you want. But uh, keep this in mind, Nick. Wherever you make a cut, no matter how high, no matter where it is, that's where the new growth comes out in a ring right around there. So cut it down below where you want it to grow back up to. No okay that's quarter if you if you just cut it where you want it, it's going to sprout out above that, so uh, cut it down below it and let it grow back up. Two other real quick tips if you cut them this time of year, they're not going to do anything till spring they they can't put out new growth till till next spring, so you're going to be looking at those cut back plants all winter, and your neighbor's going to talk about you all winter. so if you could put it off till middle of the winter, late winter, cut it then. It have less downtime of just being bare. Uh, the second thing is cut them back further than you want to, and then next spring when the new growth comes out, snip the tips off the new growth and get a few inches long. Otherwise, it shoots straight up. If you let it come out a little bit, cut the tips off, each of those things will branch out. So cut it back as further than you want, and the next spring tip, tip prune the new growth to make it bushy instead of tall and skinny. Okay, I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't going to kill the plant. I have decided I'm not going to cut the <laughs> yeah. edges. Uh, uh, yeah. That that I don't cut, i going to have some growth on the bottom.
0: I'm not going to cut the side of them. I'm going to let the side grow out because I don't want to cut too yeah. much back. Uh, you know, yeah. I, I don't want to make it look like a stick sticking in the ground.
2: Yeah, well, in other words, you don't want all that other stuff. You just want to know, is it okay? And, yeah, it's okay. <laughs> Okay. Thank you very much. Appreciate that. You bet, Jay. I need a governor on my talking. <laughs> I mean, yeah. He he just want to is it going to kill my plant? Some answers. Nope.
1: That's not, but you gave it. You gave him a full, comprehensive answer though. So so well, for all I, the other folks listening who might have the same question but didn't have the courage to call in this morning, now they got the whole yeah. answer.
2: Yeah, and if, and if this guy uh, said. If, if, if he didn't hear me, if he's married, his wife heard me, <laughs> and he just cut it straight across, she could say, I told," Felder said, and now I'm going to get in trouble.
1: Uh-oh, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I've seen it too many times.
2: People cut stuff off, and it sprouts right back out goes back up. And, uh, and by the way, give you an idea how tough plants are. You can prune a holly or a crepe myrtle or an azalea with a drunk driver and a pickup truck. They'll sprout <laughs> back out. <laughs> I've seen it on the interstate. You've seen it going after the airport, all those things, and they run over and they sprout right back out. Absolutely. <laughs> so much for horticulture. Let's get drunk drivers and pickup trucks to prune our plants. <laughs> anyway, Jay, I appreciate you this morning. It's a live program, so if there's some things you want to talk about, this is your chance. I won't try to sell you anything, and all i got to do is say, Chuck up, give me a straight answer, and we're done. And Jay, before I go to this call, Something happened at the fair last week. Did you make it to the fair? I
1: well, I got to eat lunch there one day. I did not get yeah. to go there to ride the rides, unfortunately. But that, I, that's
2: I, what I did. You know, I always get some of the some of the roasted corn. I always get the free biscuit from that for the Department of Agriculture. But I went to a stand to get me a corn dog. Okay. Uh huh. Which you know, that's just part of what you do at
1: the fair. Absolutely, I got a
2: corn dog. But they weren't selling corn dogs. They were selling. Oh. Uh, What's the other thing? Pronto puffs. Uh huh. You know the difference?
1: I don't. I thought that was the same thing.
2: No, no. Cor- corn dogs are dipped in cornmeal batter, uh-huh. which is which is great if you put mustard on it. Pronto puffs are dipped in pancake batter, and it it's sweet, smoother, and sweeter.
1: Okay, I did not. Yeah, I did not know that differentiation.
2: It, you know, it's one of those little esoteric things, but if you like to put mustard on it, you want to get a corn dog, because mustard just doesn't go well with pancake batter.
1: <laughs> no, I could see where that <laughs> wouldn't go well.
2: <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying, my friend. Anyway, let's slide down to Mobile. Well,
1: you probably, you've probably solved a mystery yeah. for me. Like, I don't know how many of those have probably eaten and been like, mustard doesn't go well with this. I don't know why. Yeah. <laughs>
2: sometimes, they're, sometimes they're a little bit insipid, because they got that little bit of corn, uh, the, the sugar in it, in yeah. the pancake batter. <laughs>
1: now, Woo-hoo. now I know the difference.
2: This is called gestalt eating. There you go. <laughs> and uh, oh one other thing, you know the difference between mayonnaise and and uh Miracle Whip?
1: Oh, yeah one's way sweeter.
2: Yeah, Miracle Whip's got got corn sugar and it's named after the machine that they used to make it at the 1939 World's Fair. The machine was
1: called the Miracle Whip. Okay. All I know is if you push Miracle Whip out in front of somebody looking for mayonnaise, they get offended. And vice versa. Yeah. And vice versa. That's right. That's,
2: yeah. Anyway, we need to save this, I guess, for the food thing and get back to the back garden. Let's <laughs> slide down to Mobile and talk with Mikey. Hey, Mikey, good morning.
5: Hey, good morning, man. Y'all talking about one of my favorite subjects, food. Corn <laughs> Corn dogs. <laughs> corny dogs man Uh, i was gonna say yeah the people who like the pancakes they'll probably like mayonnaise and ketchup right on it instead of mustard you know anyway anything
2: um, one thing they have they do not have at the state fair yet and nobody thought about this with me but i like fried food and i like ketchup but nobody as far as i know has come up with fried ketchup on a stick wouldn't that be great to (laughs)
5: Yeah, cut it in butter.
2: Cut it in butter. Having to to think
1: about that one.
5: (laughs) Yeah, it's a good thing, Jay, because you might be out there. Anyway, um, uh, 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 my question is regarding: I have these beautiful grasses that have got to go. I've got to cut them off. Actually, they become a shrub, and uh, I've heard you talk a lot in the past about that and some other things that would be candidates for your treatment of these. For preserving them with paint, spray paint specifically. And uh how do you, what's your technique? How do you go about it? I mean, because they're just now going to seeds, and I don't want them to go to seeds because they're already started making too much this last year, right? Well,
2: so,
0: yeah. um, rather than
5: spray paint, which color
2: is I don't have a problem with that. I, th- I think spray paint is is one of the the finest creations on earth. I have crepe myrtles trunks in my yard that are spray painted. You know, it's just sort of like a uh, uh, landscape version of mascara and lipstick. But, anyway, use hairspray instead. Hairspray will preserve it, and it dries clear.
5: Okay. You know, yeah. All right. And, uh, and it keeps those yeah. the seed heads from shattering, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. It, it might wash off. You might want to just use some clear lacquer. You know, if you want to really preserve it well, you just get you some clear spray paint lacquer.
5: But if something is clear. Okay.
2: And, and that works, that works fine.
5: Okay. Okay. Should you do the hairspray first? And like I said, the technique is is my question. should you do the hairspray first? Let that dry, okay. and then you're, come you're, back you're, with the
2: spray paint. No, no. no, 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 no. You're, you're overcomplicating this. Just the plain lacquer will do. No. The, no and, and this is a concept, not a recipe. So uh, I would, if you want to preserve it, go with the lacquer because it dries hard. The spray paints, I mean. Uh, Hairspray is going to wash off. If the reason I mean it's a hairspray because some people use it for dry arrangements indoors, but outdoors, while I was while we were talking, I'm thinking that's not going to last. Let's just go with clear lacquer
5: and keep the heads from shattering. Right, spraying you know yeah. everywhere you know yeah. so that yeah. all the yeah. neighbors are not yeah. going. Yeah. Why did you do this? <laughs> well, no, you know, if the neighbors do that. Use
2: colorful spray paint. Then they're going to say why you do that. Well, they do that anyway. Okay.
4: <laughs> there you go.
2: There you go. Anyway, have fun with it, Mikey. Appreciate your calling. All righty. Uh, lacquer. There's a joke there someplace. <laughs> anyway, let's go to Tremont. Hey, Joey, how are you this morning?
4: Morning, Fowler. How you doing?
2: So far, so good. I'm, my, my antihistamine and my coffee are kicking at the same time. Glad to be here. I'll
4: be here. Good yeah, I just want to tell you something that uh, uh happened in my garden this fall and, you know, just kind of knocked my socks off. I shelled my peas out this summer, and yeah. uh, I thought, well, I'll just till the holes and, you know, the stuff that comes out of the holes out of the sheller, I'll till that in the garden. Yeah. So I did, and I went out a couple of weeks later, and I had peas coming up. <laughs> I use this thick hair on dogs' back. Well, well, I might get me a late crop purple, and I kept them covered up this week. And I've done shell out a gallon, and get, probably gonna get another gallon. That's called. That's, I that's a to
2: oh, On one hand, yep. it's like a it's like land yap It's a little extra blessing. On the other hand, it's telling me you need to adjust your sheep your pea sheller because it ain't doing very
4: good. Yeah, did. <laughs> anyway, that, <laughs> it did what? a second crop, so that's fine with me. Yeah, that's what I've been calling yep, out. Yeah, but Yamp,
2: anyhow, I'd right.
4: never had had that happen before, and I just want to share that with you and whoever might be listening, might be and you, interested.
2: And you said it blew your socks off,
4: right? It sure did. sir. <laughs> <A> straight <laughs> elastic, anyhow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, listen. Uh, we appreciate it, Joey. Thank you so much, man. Have, that, that's great, great land. Yeah, appreciate it.
4: Thank you for your shoe. <laughs> you bet, Jay.
1: Yes, sir.
2: Tell tell Java to mark that one for our our best of program.
1: There you go. I'll do that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, let's go down to Ryan and Fairhope now. Hey, Ryan. Good morning.
0: Yeah, so I got a, a line of Rosa Sharon, and and they got like a gray dusting on them, and it keeps them from blooming and make them ugly. And I don't know what it is, and I don't know how to get rid of it.
2: Well, without looking at it specifically, uh, it could be an insect. or several insects that color themselves in white, fluffy stuff, and they spread it up and down the stem as a camouflage. But it could also be a disease called powdery mildew. I, I, I don't know without looking. Too late to do anything this year because, you know, they're, they're almost at, there at the end of the season. But um, if you could take a good, clear picture of it and send it to me, you know, I could do a more of an educated guess, but if you if you, know, you can run your finger up and down the stem and something hop, and it rubs off really easy, that's just uh, insect camouflage. If it if it if it doesn't rub off and it's just all over the leaves, it's probably gonna be a pretty common disease called powdery mildew. You can spray. I think that's a what it is. Yeah, well, you know, any kind of rose fungicide will work, but the fungicides don't cure an infection. It's like a protective film. It's like putting sunscreen on before you get sunburned. It doesn't do any good to put sunscreen on after you got burned. So you would have to, if it's predictable, you could start late next, middle of the, to late summer. You could spray it every couple of weeks or so with a fungicide as a protective film to keep it from getting powder mildew. And there's a bunch of fungicides that say powder mildew on the label. Does that help?
1: I think he floated back into the abyss. So, okay. I guess, yes, All that right. did help. <laughs>
2: well, listen, I just, piece of sausage biscuit. <laughs> <laughs> master, you know, master gardeners, they always bring food in, right? They always right. They bring food. So, so, I was just scarfing down a sausage biscuit, and one of these master gardeners likes hot stuff. It's great. Anyway, how you doing so far, Jay? All right?
1: Oh, great. I'm enjoying being here. Good.
2: Me and Jay White and all the other folks at Mississippi Public Broadcasting, I'm broadcasting live from the Master Gardener Conference in Columbus. I would like to throw out a couple of things people are are asking about on Mississippi Gardening on the the, the, um, Facebook called Mississippi Gardening. And by the way, I know a lot of y'all don't do social media. I don't either. But I do the Mississippi gardening thing because it's just real folks with the real questions about real gardening issues or showing pictures of what's blooming in their yard, and there's some real experts on there. Uh, we've got uh, uh, Carol Reese, who's a horticulturist. She's up in Jackson, Tennessee, but she's from Skartwell. Actually, she's from Sessons, Mississippi. She tunes in. Uh, every now and then we get uh, Gary Bachman. Mississippi State uh, Horticultures. And we have a whole bunch of people who are professionals in different areas of horticulture. And they'll chime in. If I don't get something right, there's always, anyway, Mississippi Gardening on Facebook. And let's slide back to Jackson Allen, talk with Holiday. Good morning, Holiday. How are you?
3: Hey, Belder. How are you?
2: I'm doing fine. What's going on?
3: Well, I was going to give a plug for the Mississippi Museum of Art. Uh, we're having a native plant sale tomorrow, Saturday, the 22nd, from 12 to 4. So I hope everybody will come out and uh, buy some great plants.
2: And not just buy some great plants, but see some great plants. You know, y'all got a garden there. You got two gardens. One is, is sort of a of a real southern garden with a, with a flowing lawn and the shrubs and azaleas and all that, but you've got one of the top, Native plant landscapes done by Robert Poore uh, in, in the state, maybe in the south. It's really, really cool. and should be in its peak right now.
3: It is. And Andrew Bell, um, who um, <clears throat> helps maintain our art garden, that's the one that you're talking about with the native plants, uh, he has mm-hmm. propagated most of these plants from the plants that are in the, um, in the garden. So the plants for sale come from this garden.
2: I imagine you've got some really pretty purple asters. I'm thinking you've got pink muley grass. Probably have really brilliant red fall color on the sumac and the rusty brown of, of the cypress around there. Anyway, it's a great garden that has made
3: it, and you can have a plant sale too. Yeah, we are. So y'all come out and see us from 12 to 4 tomorrow. It's going to be great, and we're going to have a lot of good seeds as well that we've collected over the summer to to plant um, later on. So yeah, we've got a lot of good stuff going on.
0: Okay, two things.
3: First of all, I forget what street is that path.
2: Anyway, it's downtown. It's just uh, just south of downtown
3: Jackson at the uh, is it the Art Museum, of Mississippi Museum of Art, or Business? I, I can't get the yeah. name. Mississippi Museum of Art is on South Lamar Street. So you can just oh, yeah. plug in yeah. Mississippi Museum of Art and it'll get you here. It's right next to the class area.
2: Yeah. Oh and by uh-huh. the way, the other thing was last last year your security guy caught me. I was I stole some poppy seeds last year. <laughs> <laughs> That's
3: I'm,
0: all right. You
2: can do that. He he hollered at me. He did his job but I just shrugged and kept on going, but I looked like a homeless guy, so he really couldn't do much that run me off. Anyway, thank you, <laughs> Holiday. We appreciate you. All right. <laughs>
3: thank, thank you, Felder. Yeah. We appreciate you.
2: Museum of Art. Robert Poor did a terrific job. It's a contemporary garden, it's not a wildflower meadow looking thing at all. It's a really, really cool garden. Uh, let's let's uh, stay in Jackson. Let's talk with Margaret. Good morning,
3: Margaret. Hey, Felder. So, um, Good morning. morning. What's up? Good morning. I have a question. I have a milkweed that I planted in a big concrete planter this year, and it just went crazy. It got huge, and it's just r- remarkable. But I'd like to overwinter it, but I can't move it inside because it's in such a heavy planter, and I wondered if you had any advice on that.
2: Okay. Did you say milkweed? That's right. Okay. Is this uh, the, the, uh, the orange or red one, the, what's the, the one they call the tropical milkweed? That's right. Yeah. Uh, well, first of all, you could prune it back, and if you're in Jackson, there's a good chance it'll come back. Prune it way back, cover it with mulch, and it can, mine comes back sometimes. Uh, second of all, the, the parts you cut off, four, five, inches long cutting, they root like ringing a bell. So it, even if you can't bring it in, cut it back, cover it up with you know with, with plenty of mulch, and then try to root some of the pieces you cut off and, and see if that doesn't work. It, it should work because they're real easy to root.
5: Okay, great. Thank you. Okay, appreciate it.
2: All right, let's keep on this roll. Let's go up to Memphis, Tennessee. Sam, how how can you get MPB at Memphis? You must be in South
0: Memphis. No, I'm in East Memphis, and it works just fine. Okay. Well, what's up? Okay. A couple of questions relating to fig trees. First is, how soon can I cut back? My fig tree is getting very, very leggy and a little too tall to uh, reach the figs when they produce. Number one. Number two, can I use the cuttings to root?
2: Every fig you see on earth came from a cutting off of another fig tree. They, they're all rooted. And you want to root pieces that are about a foot or maybe 15, 18-inch long, 12 to 15-inch long cutting, about as big around as your finger work pretty well almost any time of the year so we we'll get that out of the way as far as pruning it there's a to answer your question because I learned earlier sometimes I just want to answer quick you cut it to the ground and sprout back out so you can cut it as far back as you want but the new growth comes out where you make the cut okay so cut it below where you want it to go back up to okay okay
0: okay
2: yeah that's what as Okay, you got that. I'm going to add one more thing because figs are a little complicated on this. Figs produce, they're they're, they're flowers, what they are. They produce what grows in the spring and summer, as long as that sprouted from something that grew the summer before. In other words, you can cut it back as far as you want to sprout back out, but if you want to have figs, you need to leave at least some stubs of this year's growth. So cut the tall stuff back anything that's left, cut it back, but leave stubs of 2022. What sprouts off of those makes you all have figs. Cut it back to 2020, 2019, you're you just not going to have any thick. So cut the tall stuff out and then tip prune the rest of it. About thaw it from the tip to where it started growing and leave uh, at least a third or so of that.
0: Okay, so if I take the top 15 or so inches of that which I cut off, Stick that in some dirt. Okay. Dirt or potting, potting soil?
2: Oh, no, no. Yeah, they, they do fine outside. If you get just some pots with some pretty good out, uh, you know, potting soil mix, put it outside, up against Wonderful. the house, take the place, and stick stick, stick several cuttings in each one because if you're like me, they're not going to all root. So instead of worried about it, just stick more. You're going to have plenty of cuttings. Stick more than you really want.
0: Wonderful. And I'm going to take next year's figs. Uh, put them in uh, some Tennessee sipping whiskey and let those sit for a while. too. Thank you for your help. <laughs> hey,
2: you bet. Oh, uh, I appreciate the call. Oh, Jay, I was talking to a friend of mine from Vermont, and he's all about Vermont maple syrup. Vermont maple syrup. It's like the best thing ever. And I have finally had to tell look, you can buy Vermont. Vermont Maple syrup at every pickly wiggly in Mississippi, <laughs> but, but but you got you got to know somebody to get some homemade pick preserves. That's right. That's that's
1: the way it rolls. So
2: anyway, um, I see where uh, Alan for Wiggins uh, he got tired of hanging on. Hope he gives us a call back because we're talking about gardening. I want to remind folks that, that next Thursday, the twenty seventh at nine in the morning is the famous Flora Plant Swap. Bring a good plant and meet some good people. And then the next Saturday, the Mobile Plant Swap at Central Presbyterian Church. I'm going to be at both of those. I'm going to be at both of those because i got some plants to swap. Plus, this is the only chance I get to meet some really weird people who like gardening. You know, garden clubs, master gardeners, plants, whatever. But Plant Swap people are the best because they're real people who just don't join stuff. They just want to get together and share plants. Hey, Jay, let me ask you something. Have you ever heard of a? We have a garden guru. He's known all over the country and in, and in England. Uh, he's from from Arkansas. So his name is P. Allen Smith. Have you ever heard of P. Allen Smith?
1: I have heard of him. Yeah.
2: Well, he's he's a uh, sort of a he's a he, he and I set the the endpoints of the bell curve really far apart. You know. <laughs> <laughs> he, you know He's good-looking. He's got a classic yard. Everything he does is great. You know, it's just like right. And I'm the exact opposite. I'm a great-grandmother, you know,
5: uh, you know, in an old
2: dress just bending over out in the yard. I don't really care. Anyway, I've done it for a long time. He's and I are going to be lecturing together. I'm going to get a picture of him in the back of my pickup truck with all the flowers and stuff.
5: <laughs>
2: <laughs> and, uh. You know, I would try to, to try to bring the ends of this bell curve a little closer together.
1: Going, going, to get him to cut loose a little bit somehow or another, right?
2: Well, we'll see. He told me one time about having some people from New York into his his garden. Beautiful garden. It has the best, most beautiful garden book. He has some uh, friends from New York and and while they were doing an interview. His, he collects antique chickens. He he he's a heirloom heritage chicken pie. The chickens were chasing the photographer from New York. I'm thinking that's all we need. <laughs> Somebody from New York going down to Arkansas getting chased by a bunch of chickens.
1: Sounds like a scene from Rocky.
2: <laughs> yeah, a southern version. Yeah. You know? yeah.
1: Catch a it chicken, was... Rock. Catch the chicken. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs> Why well, you gonna be chasing chickens? Right. Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean that's that's supper there. You know, go pick some pecans up while I catch this chicken.
1: Pecans? I've anyway. never heard anybody say that before. Oh, I'm sorry, pecans. Well, you, yeah.
2: Pecan? Well, you got because you got you got to have pecan pie after after you get through eating the chicken, right? Anyway, I don't know why we got on the food so much, but let's let's get. You must be hungry. Of,
1: I think you're hungry this morning.
2: <laughs> well, no, I gotta I got I gotta go figure out which of those three types of, of sausage biscuits were the really spicy ones because I like those, but I'm gonna have to eat. Yeah, well, I got a one out of one out of three chance of getting it right the first time. There you go. Anyway, let's let's slide back to Jackson. Talk with Steve. How are you this morning, Steve? Good morning.
0: Hey, Felder. Uh, What's on? How are you? Good. Wait, I'm I'm looking out my courtyard windows at two little Jim magnolias that got brown leaves all over them, lots of green leaves too. And i wondered if I've water watered them, had watered them enough. Uh, everything else in the courtyard
2: seems to be doing pretty well, well you know my my daughter, i I'm in jacks to do it. I have pure answered clay and i 've got a lot of different kind of plants that typically are tough enough to grow in cemeteries, dead people grow these plants. My little gems look fine yeah. and i've actually I actually have lost some manthenas this year because it 's so hot and dry uh, but anyway, answer your question if they got leaves on the ends of the branches of the green and it's the older leaves. That's just what the pine trees are doing too right now. They're just starting to shed their leaves. If the ends of the branches are um, the brown, uh, brown, then we got some kind of problems, and it's usually going to be either a lower trunk, like a lawnmower, a string trimmer, or some kind of root problem. So, if the ends of the branches are still green, nothing to worry about. Oh, okay. what, what do you, I'm looking what, at it, what do you I, look think,
0: at? I think probably okay. the ends of the branches are looking pretty good.
2: Okay, but so that's just last year's leaf. If you'll, if you'll notice all around Jackson, the pine trees all look like they're dying. But if you notice, it's, it's uh, last year's needles. This year's needles look fine. That's all that is. Uh-huh. And a, it leaves that will normally fall over long, t- you know, several weeks or a couple of three months, if we have a hot, dry spell or some other kind of stress, they'll all shed at once. But, but they were going to shed anyway. Into the branches green, you're okay. Okay, that's helpful. Thanks a lot. All right, appreciate your call. Oh, my, my The lettuces in my garden, we got that little bit of cold spell. The lettuces are getting sweet. A lot of stuff will grow perfectly fine in cold weather if you just, you know, choose plants that do well here. You can't go wrong with lettuce. Anyway, let's slide over to Pilahatchie. John, what's going on this morning?
0: Hey, Calder, thanks for taking my call. Um, sure. I planted a couple of uh, oriental persimmon trees last winter. Yeah and uh and and looking back, I probably should have cut them back then, but I didn't. And they were about uh four to five feet tall when I found them. And uh, what has happened they they grew well, um, but uh, they they leaned over,
4: and uh, so shoots have started coming straight up off of where it leaned. Uh, one of them put off about a half dozen persimmons this year. But uh, yeah. I know I can't
0: leave it growing like that. So, can I cut it back now or, or this winter? Can I cut it
2: back, uh, and how far would I do that? Okay. First of all, is a whole tree leaning like at the trunk and everything?
0: Yes, it comes up, and okay. I tried to stake it so that it, but okay. it was just too tall okay. for, yeah. you know, when it started okay. growing, it leaned but, over. But,
2: but, but the whole thing is leaning over, right? Yes. Okay. This is, this is not good, and the long run is not good. It, it might have had a little root damage or might stay a little wet or it might have been planted a little deep. But when a tree wobbles in its hole, then the roots on one side get stretched and broken. The roots on the other side get bent backwards, like pulling your finger backwards. And, uh, yeah. and, and if, it's, if it's leaning and wobbling, it's got a really badly buggered up root system. So what I would do is I would snake yeah. it, uh, first of all, I would stake it, You know, and, and, and if, if you think you might have planted a little bit deep this fall or winter, dig it up and replant it a little on the high side. I, in the long run, this would be good. But uh, to answer your question, you can put it back as far as you want, and then thin out some of the limbs. You only want a, a trunk and two or three or four main limbs, and then so, so cut out all but two or three or four main limbs, and then the branches that are on each of those limbs, thin those out. See, so in other okay. words you're just thinning it out. And uh so you'll have a trunk, three or four limbs, and each one of those have three or four branches, and then cut those branches about halfway back. And this will get it back into good shape, take some of the weight off of the trunk. And if you go ahead and stake the trunk, that might help it firm up. If it's planted too deep, go ahead and replant it also.
0: Yeah. Okay. I'll try <laughs> that. Thanks so much.
2: <laughs> It's a lot of instruction there. Is easy me because I see a picture in my head of a trunk, a handful of bran- uh, limbs, and each one of the handful of branches. That's that's what I see in my head. I see a snow cone, not a pine tree. That makes sense? See it. So, uh, yeah. A snow cone shape rather than pine tree shape. Okay?
1: Yes, sir. That's just gonna, that's right. that's gonna be about it.
2: Okay. Oh, oh, Jay! I thought I was still talking to the other guy.
1: Well, he, he I think he was done. And I was going to jump in okay. before we uh, brought that. We had one more call on the line, but we've run out of time. and Mobile, sorry about that.
2: I'll be—I'll be back next week, though. We can still talk then. And uh, if you, meanwhile, during the week, if you have questions about gardening and you want real gardeners and a handful of real garden experts, check out Mississippi Gardening Facebook. Check it out. And uh, it's, it, it, we don't we don't allow bad talk. We fuck people, you know, be nice, be gardeners, and we'll be fine. Anyway, I'm Spell to rushes the Gestalt Gardener of Mississippi Public Broadcasting. The awesome Jay White is sitting in for Java Chapman this week. I'm about to walk out the door and go talk to a bunch of Master Gardeners. Hope to see some of y'all at the at the plant swap at the Floral Library on Thursday the 27th, or the mobile plant swap. Next Saturday at 30. So anyway, oh, gonna take a break, folks. Gonna go yak about master gardens. If you have a chance, take a kid to a farmers market or garden center. And show them how to do what we do best and best get
0: dirty. See you
2: next week.
1: This is an MPB Think
0: Radio podcast. To hear previous shows, visit mpbonline.org or download the MPB Public Radio app to listen on your iPhone or Android phone on demand.